we edit like I gotta watch slice the no you don't we I got the explicit tag on on Apple Podcast. So who's this guy? Who's this talking, DJ? Who's this talking? Did the podcast oh, start? The podcast started. Are we started. going? The podcast started. I was okay, going to ask, who are you? But I want up. you to do, I like when you do the, the I like intro? when you do the intro. All right. This is somebody who, well-known, well-known in the SaaS circle, sneaky yeah. behind the scenes, I think. Sneaky. Ever since we started this podcast two years ago, you, you, you've been telling me we got to have Patrick come on. We got to have Patrick yeah. come on. So um, why don't you, why don't you do the intro and we'll explain who Patrick is. Sure. Okay. So we have a guest today who you've heard. His name is Patrick Campbell. Mm. He has a company called Price Intelligently. At Paticus? At Paticus. Okay. At Paticus. I don't know how to spell that. It's okay. But you got, you got to find him <laughs> on the internet. And uh, I've known Patrick since uh, back in the day. I met him uh, when I was doing a company called Performable. So 2000. Whoa, that's when you guys connected? Yeah, 2010. Yeah. Is that right? Pre HubSpot? I didn't know Pre HubSpot. To like give DC shit. Now you're yeah, in the vortex. Elevated. Now you're so now you're elevated. Vortex. Now you can yeah. give him shit. So I met him yeah. back then. He started this company, bootstrapped this company called Price Intelligently. If you're in the SaaS world, I'm sure you've heard of it. Uh, they help companies optimize their monetization. And I'll let Patrick say more about that. But because of that, he's got all the datas. He's got all the stats. He's the guy that we turn to to help for help on pricing and packaging and all types of questions. And we got him on here. Mm. He's young. But he's professor like. Yeah, well, how old are you? How old are you? Yeah, yeah. DC told me up. a number that I didn't believe today. What do you think the number is? Talk into your mic. What do you think the number is? Um DC has a his perception of time is is off. It's off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he said you were twenty five. I say you're not twenty five. I'm not twenty five anymore. Okay. <laughs> you're you're exactly. That's what I mean. You were probably you were probably twenty five in twenty twenty three, right? No, 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 no. When we met, how old were you? I was 24, 25. Okay, okay. I think you're 30. Wait, wait, wait. All right. I think, I think yeah, you're 30. I just turned 30 in August. Wow, I had See? no idea. Yeah. Come on. I had no idea. Okay. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm okay, but I would... He's got a baby days, face. I wouldn't, He's got a baby face. Yeah, when I shave, it's awful. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. when, I, when I first started out, I wouldn't tell people my age. Yeah, I remember that. Like, they would... Well, because, like, if you look at the world of, like, pricing and the world of SaaS, because mm. um, we've now expanded into helping... People would be like, well, you don't know shit. You're 22. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, all the people in your, you know, space are gray-haired and, you know, old. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I had, a, I had a, someone in a meeting... Swear blazer. Uh, where I still do it now. Yeah. Like this, is, you got me in an off day. Like yeah. I look, you know, tomorrow. We're something's going to, wrong today. I know something's. Yeah, yeah. The two of us are hoodied out. Yeah. So okay, so so this is interesting. We so you would tell people that you were that you were. How did you, how did you overcome that? Like why is that not an issue? Because thirty is still young. Yeah, right? but like, like it didn't. It wasn't that I would lie to them and be like, oh, I'm fifty years old, you know, or anything like that. But I would just wouldn't be a thing. Like I would just avoid like. Avoid the conversations a lot of young people make, which is like, where'd you go to school? When'd you graduate? Those types of things that, like, when you're out of college. Redirect. Yeah, yeah, redirect. Like, hey, let's talk about this data, right? Mm -hmm. But I did have someone, it was the only time it really came up where um, she was the new CMO at a pretty um, aggressively growing SaaS company in in San Francisco. And Called she, what? Uh, no, <laughs> but uh, she got to ask. She basically sits there, and I'm going through the data, uh-huh. like going deep, like all this other stuff, and all of a sudden she's just like, "How old are you?" <laughs> <laughs> just like that, you should have oh, seen the yeah. look in his face. No, like just like, hmm. mm. like who yeah, is where this? you like? Oh yeah. shit! Right, and I'm like, we're in San Francisco, like age, age ain't a thing, right? Age ain't nothing but a thing. Yeah, girl. and then all of a sudden, like, Unless you know, code. I'm like, oh, I didn't answer the question. I was like, well, I've been doing this for for a while. Bro, like, oh, wrong move. No, wrong I know. Move. Totally wrong move. And she's like, well, how long? And I'm like, uh, like, 
you know, and I've been like working in tech, (laughs) no, but I've worked in tech for a little while. Right. And like, I worked, you know, in the Intel community and doing Mm -hmm. economic stuff like for a long time, but yeah, that was, that was not fun. Got sliced. She sliced you up. Well, she didn't say anything. She just like stopped and then like, yeah, meeting over. Yeah. And then it it didn't go well after that, but (laughs) it was, yeah, it was kind of weird. So how do you describe what price intelligently does? So I don't anymore because we're going to be ProfitWell now. Oh, okay. Um, You're switching your name? So we're changing the name up. Okay. Um, so for those of you who don't know, we launched a product called ProfitWell about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's free subscription financial metrics, plugs right into Zora, Braintree, Stripe, whatever you're using, gives you free access to your metrics. Um, and so we, we've expanded beyond just, we've expanded beyond just looking at metrics and, and basically our, you know, or excuse me, just pricing. And so we need something that's a little bit different than just pricing. So, so, so the company was priced intelligently. Yeah. When you were priced intelligently, you launched a new product, like yep. a, a new business line that was profit well by price intelligently. Yeah. And now you're re- why you reverse w- it? Is it the traction with reversed, this one yeah. is so something clicked? Like why are you going to dump the price yeah. intelligently? So we're not dumping it, but okay. it's going to be price intelligently by profit well. And the reason is because the reason we launched a separate brand was because we were like we were bootstrapped, so we're like we can't mess up any brand cohesion here mm. and so it, it went well and so now it's like people are confused like oh, are you profit well you price intelligently what does it look like and profit well is the product and price intelligently is a product plus service right? yeah exactly so now we have profit well the way i look at it from like a product perspective is that profit well um, like our whole business is we want to show you problems mm. and opportunities for free that's why ProfitWell is free. We have like a pricing audit that sits on top of ProfitWell, a retention audit, all these different things. And then when we make you more money, that's when we're going to make money. So the monetization stuff, I can look at your numbers if you give me permission and I can say, hey, your ARPU is not trending correctly. You need to do this on the price intelligently side. Or your churn is awful. You need to do this on the, you know, use our retain product. Um, so we have three paid product lines right mm-hmm. now. RevRec, revenue recognition for all the accounts out there. Um, this retain product that helps with retention and the monetization, which is the pricing side. So and basically, ProfitWell is more of an inclusive brand in that front. And all three of them are only for SaaS companies, right? You all subscription. All yeah, subscription so companies. not quite like, you know, it's a little semantic, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all subscription. Got a lot of media companies, a lot of like box of the month clubs, like all that Got kind it. of stuff. And mm-hmm. we actually have, we just crossed, um, I think it's just the 8,000th company on there on wow. ProfitWell. That's yeah, awesome. Which, depending on how you measure it, is about 25% of the market, which we're pretty excited about. That's amazing. How yeah, did you yeah. get that? Where did they come from? How do you get customers? How do we get customers? Yeah. Um, like how many, people your are in your, how many people are in your team? Uh, so we have about 40, You're 40. Um, on the entire team. Okay. On our marketing team, we have me. Um, and a couple yeah. of other folks. I just took over marketing a little okay. while ago. And okay. uh, so, so you've grown without doing marketing, or we haven't had marketing full time until a couple months ago. You hear that, DJ? I heard. Yeah, I heard. And that. It's all about, and I think the fact that we were bootstrapped really helped because it's all about leverage growth. Like we don't like we're not going to spend a ton of money. Like the the most expensive thing that we spend is SaaSfest. So we host a conference every year for the past couple of years, um, and that even is like break even. Like, and that just happened last week. Just happened last week. Yep. Yeah. So it's three days in Boston. We're going to scale it to some different cities next year and mm-hmm. uh, or twenty eighteen, which is probably when this yeah. is going to go live. Okay. So so you have eight thousand eight thousand customers ish users, users yeah, yeah, eight thousand people, yeah. eight thousand businesses, users, whatever you call them. You have no. You haven't spent on any marketing. Where the hell did they all, where did they come from? Content, baby. Content? Content. Content is their biggest thing. Yeah, content. Like, and it's, it's, I was just explaining this to the team because we're going to start doing more top, top of the funnel content, Mm. but it's all been bottom, top of the funnel content. So what's that mean? 
writing. So when you look at your funnel, right, like your, your top of the funnels is where you're getting a lot of the visits. And for us, it was more high leverage to write a blog post about pricing, about discounts, about all of these different things that you have to seek out than to write stuff about like, let's do a founder interview with DC or let's do like DC's top 10 favorite books, like that kind of stuff, mm. which is more top, top of the funnel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that brought in high leverage. So like the traffic wasn't necessarily like insane, but it started yeah, yeah. building that brand. It's highly qualified. Um, and then the other thing that started happening um, was we were just like, people would ask us advice all the time. Mm-hmm. And I normally, like, even if I knew they were going to give us no money in the near future, or even the long-term future, I was like, sure, I'll get on the phone with them. And now it's like, like hook up to ProfitWell. Yeah. Like, no, because I think just on that, from the outside perspective, I think I have no idea what your marketing has been, but I know that you you built up this resource where if you're thinking about subscription-based pricing, yeah. it seemed to be you or Patrick is the pricing guy. And that seems to be the brand that you've built through mm-hmm. through content. Totally. Yeah. And is you it, have this unique view on, because of the because of the products you have on the subscription economy. And what are the what are the good and bad things that you see in the current going into 2018 market? Yeah, I I, I don't think it's unique. Give us oral, to be, give it to, to us be oral. frank, yeah. but uh, I do think it's it's just what the data is saying. Sure, what right. It say? And so I think we're living in this like funny world where you know on the the venture side it's like oh bubble not bubble like there's this huge like. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't think the debate really matters. Like, it matters, like, obviously for, like, companies that are raising heavy. But I think for the he most part... pointed at me when he said that. Yeah, like, I indicated your way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think uh, what typically happens is, like, it's... CACs are going up. CAC mm-hmm. is up 50% over the past so five years. Cost of, acqui- cost of acquisition is up. Yep. So that customer that costs you $100... Do you have any idea why? Like, it's just because there's density, more... Density, man. Like, there's, there's more so stuff. much density, Yeah, I have right? 58 ways you could talk to me on my phone. Totally. And, yeah. Well, and oh, here's, no. here's the problem. Here's the competitors? problem. Competitors? Mm-hmm. I just meant, like, my, I, I just meant my, like, Mindshare. I think the thing that I think about a lot is there's there's a million channels, right? Like, the totally. example is, like, if you were, if this was the late 90s, uh, early 2000s, right, and you were doing email marketing, you're probably the first person in the world to do email marketing. You probably got 90% open rates, yeah. 70% click rates. Now, there's 100 different channels that, that I'm on every single day. How do you know where to reach me here's, as, as a buyer? Here's the problem. Yeah. You're totally right, but it's a conflation of a couple of things. Okay. One, there's density from just the amount, like think of content. Mm. Like it used to be you put out a good blog post and you were like, God, right? right. Or there was there was maybe two new companies on TechCrunch every week. Totally, now there's right? a whole site product no, where there's right? 100 a day. And now that's happening while you have competition happening. Mm-hmm. So there's 8,000 companies now dedicated to growing, yep. right? If you look at their H1s and their websites, it's all something about growth, right? Mm-hmm. Like 8,000 of those. In addition to that, channels have leveled off. So it used to be back in the e- early email marketing days, we were getting a brand new big channel every quarter. Mm. Like every single quarter, we we're getting a Google and AdWords, like we were all coming online. Now the average number of, um, for the past five years, the average number of channels that are being utilized in the business mm-hmm. is about 13. Mm-hmm. And it stayed consistent yeah. over the past five years. Mm-hmm. And so that's happening. And then all of a sudden, the other thing that's happening because of all that competition is willingness to pay is declining. Mm-hmm. And so we've seen this in the data, like we've got a million data points on this, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden all this cost is going up, willingness to pay for features because they're relatively easy to build, right? We're all building quicker. Mm-hmm. That's gone down. And then to top it all off, consumers aren't happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'd add one more thing, which is more money has moved in yeah. to take the arbitrage out of those 13 channels or totally. so. 
Yeah. You talk about this, so this is interesting. I didn't see the connection, but mm-hmm. all the stuff he said is basically what you've been saying, which is Just the whole different view. SaaS is a commodity, yeah. right? It's a commodity, and more money has moved in, and then more money is competing for the same number of channels and the same people. And totally. so like, then the arbitrage, a.k.a. the opportunity in those channels, goes away, right? It flattens. Well, so. and, and what's interesting, too, is like engineer productivity mm-hmm. is leveling off as well. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, you're not able to build as much. We're not doing our customer development mm-hmm. like all the luminaries tell us to do. <laughs> and consumers are noticing, right? We've noticed that NPS scores, average NPS score, I believe it was 10 years ago, mm-hmm. was like 34, like overall. Yep. Like average NPS score today, it's dropped to about 10 in, in SaaS and mm-hmm. subscriptions. And so it's like consumers aren't happy. They're harder to acquire. Mm-hmm. They're harder to, and then all of a sudden, it's like, we're all running the old playbook. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. all running the old playbook of, you know, five, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we're not, but. Yeah, well, that's, I was just going to say, I mean, and that's like it. part of the revolution, not like a shameless, <laughs> shameful plug. I'm not drift, but, yeah. you know, we're happy customers is like, that's like, that's the new world order that's coming in is, you know, things that are focused on brand, no forms, all that kind of fun stuff to, to kind of bring folks in. And what do you think is going well in all of this? What's the what's the silver lining? Is there a silver lining? I don't. I, I think it's doom? that face. I don't know. It looked like I think doom. It's, that face is doom. Well, I think I think what's going really well is that folks, similar to what's happened in like 2003, 2011, like out of the out of these two crashes, essentially, I think what people are starting to understand is they're like, okay, the new the old playbook isn't working, and so. Folks who realize retention monetization has, I think it's like uh, the numbers, you know, it's like two to six X more high impact than acquisition. Mm -hmm. Those folks are outgrowing. Mm -hmm. Those folks who are focused on customer development, they're growing at 30% higher year over year growth rates than those who aren't. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden it's like, you're you're getting bigger, bigger differences between, you know, the the companies are doing well and not so well. Mm -hmm. Um, And the companies that are realizing that acquisition is basically table stakes at this point. Totally. And so that kind of dovetails a lot with stuff that we say. Right, a drift, which is like the race is towards the customer now, surrounding the customer, that and having that in that speed and iteration around customer development around that customer. And if you can yeah. lock them up right there, that's where the that's just where the arbitrage is now. That'll go away too at some point, I think. But like the arbitrage is no longer in the acquisition side, right? Like that's totally that's we, like man, dollar we, in, dollar out. Yeah, which is fine. this is what we've been talking about all mm-hmm. week, which is and um, weeks now is. The days of open rates, clicks, leads, that those days are over. The people that are going to get paid today are the marketing and sales teams, marketing teams in particular, who are focused on revenue. Because mm-hmm. what you're saying yeah. is anybody can go get leads, right? Fuck leads. But cool. I think that the thing is, is that this this is having like an, an ironic like correction. Mm-hmm. And that's the stuff that you guys are like, gee, you know, we just had them at our conference last week. Like, that's Guillaume. VP of growth here. We don't, yes. I think I, I'm on the G move. Yeah, yeah. We call oh, yeah. Them, we're, we just yeah, yeah. we're just clarifying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, got For it, the got people. It, got we it. have some landing pages set up. When you Google Guillaume, the full word, it's a different funnel. If it's just funnel. G. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah got it's it, different got funnel. It, got That's it, the yeah. amateur funnel. It's a localization yeah, yeah, funnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but, but in all seriousness, it's, 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 a, it's a great overcorrection because what's happening is, is like, okay, I don't, you know, open rates are going down, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go after a 15% open rate. I'm going to flip my funnel in some way mm-hmm. that I'm going to go after 80% open rates. And I'm not going to care about that funnel unless I have that 80% because that means I'm going after the right users. And that's, yep. that's G's whole, mm-hmm. you know, shtick with the tech side of things. Yeah, focus on intent, yeah. right? Intent before. So I know something about you that most people don't know, which is that you were, well, I know lots of things oh. that people don't know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. one of them is that you were... You know, I've had to go on stage after this guy, which is not good because he's yeah. an amazing public speaker. Yeah, I heard. But 
he, what people don't know is that he was captain of his debate team, <laughs> right? Yeah, I wasn't right. captain. Oh, really? Okay, I am a national champion now, national, so I'll throw that out me, there. Excuse me, national yeah. champion oh, yeah. debater, okay. right? Yeah, 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 and yeah. Uh, that's why he can come so heavy. No, I love, I, love that, I love that topic because I think sure. there's some nuggets in there about like, how do you use what you learn from debating mm-hmm. to be a good public speaker? Yeah, I want you to. You told this. Uh, you told this to us a while ago, but I would love to yeah, rehash some of your your storytelling framework. Yeah, I know that's a that's a topic. So I think love. I think, and we were talking about this before we were recording. It actually backs up into how you learn the things you learn to talk about. Hmm. Because I think I think I mean everything is external, you know, structure like the the classic five paragraph essay you learned in middle school, right? Hmm. And then what really separates like good speakers or good writers from you know great writers and great speakers is internal structure, right? Hmm. And so when I talk about like someone speaking, it's kind of like, yeah, what are your three points? What's your main thesis? Like it's the same stuff you learn, but then like what are you filling into the inside of it? And typically what, what's really compelling is like that first principle thinking mm-hmm. and then the defense with some sort of data. So like I, my style is very different than like, you know, even cancel style yeah. a little bit. But it's one of those things where it's 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 finding that style and, and maintaining that structure. Um, and there's a lot like we could go into a lot on this kind of stuff. But I think that it really comes down to making sure that you have structure. Too many people are like, I'm going to go talk about conversational marketing, and then yeah. it's like a half hour, and you're like, what? Yeah, did go they go say? into that go into that structure because I think you have you have I, I can't remember the way you explained it to me in the past, but it's something about like you're basically instead of making five different arguments throughout an hour long talk, you, you always kind of go deep on one and you're one like, thing. and yeah. I'm going to spend my, so I have a 30 minute speaking slot at yeah. whatever. Your job is like, I'm going to spend this 30 minutes. So first two minutes is like, you're setting up what you're going to say. Yeah. And then you're going to spend another, tw- the, the last 28 minutes convincing you of, of that totally. way. Right. Well, and that's, and that's what it is because any talk that you give should be able to be given in 90 seconds. Like, I should be able to come up to you and be like, hey, the world is changing because of this, and here's why, here's why, here's why, blah. Like, you might not be convinced, but that's what the 10 minutes for, that's what the 20 minutes is for. But you should be able to break that down, and so that, that's the biggest thing is, like, first, what's the one thing you're going to talk about? What's the one thing you're going to improve, the thesis, mm-hmm. you know, that you're going to unpack? And then write out the, like, literally, like, point one support, point two support, point three support, and then start filling it in, right? And then I go to each of those points and I think, all right, if I'm objective about this and I'm looking at this particular you know, point, here's what I think would be like a good counter argument. Okay, I'm gonna add a sub point that addresses that. Here's another interesting counter argument. I'm gonna add a sub point. And you basically fill your time, but you're constantly going back to that thesis because I mean, I don't, you know, no offense to myself, I don't have the reputation of a DC, right? Like, you know, DC can walk in for the most part and, and be like, mm. Oh, like, you know, I remember your first SASFest presentation. <laughs> you had like, poop emojis up. all over it. Yeah. And it was like, okay. like, it. And it was good. And everyone was like, oh, that was amazing. Like, great talk. <laughs> great talk. Great talk. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, like you know what? what? He's, there to, sell, poop poop he's there to sell tickets. He's there to sell tickets, That's right? It. Poop no, emojis. but then like, like, what did he yeah. just say? What did he say? He didn't I don't know. Any and data. like, you, yeah. you talked about like your 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 daughter like yeah. doing the nay nay and like all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very entertaining. Don't get me wrong, but like, it was one of those things where I was <laughs> like, I true. don't I don't have that right. Mm-hmm. And so like, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna come in and like very methodically walk through this thesis and like defend it, so that when you leave, you're like, oh, we have to talk to more customers, or yeah. oh shit, the world is changing, like that kind of stuff, um, and just kind of unpack from there. I think that's important. I think. Uh, it's important to know, like, what is the role you're playing in an event, 
right? Like yeah. if you're a speaker, like what is the event? I by now know like what my character is supposed to be. So I kind of play into that, right? My character is supposed to be. You're the heel. You're yeah. always the heel. I'm the heel. No, I'm just I'm kidding. That's the, Heaton. The Heaton's sa- the heel. Heaton's the heel. Yeah. So I'm more like the sage that comes the old man from the hill. Like uh, he can it. be unstructured. He can just say. Yeah, or like you know, people, people have people have read or listened to things you've said, yeah, so and I they, can just they want that. They don't want. They don't want. Like but that goes back to like your learning, right? Like totally. you've had you know multiple decades, five mm-hmm. exits. Yeah. Everyone mm-hmm. can look at your LinkedIn. Like, like I want to. I want to go to the learning topic. I have that in my notes. Yeah, but yeah. I want to. I want to talk about this this thing for a little bit more for a second. What's that? Sure. The one thing I didn't know about you, I know well now because of how much time we we work together. But like the how much you can you you do too how much you care about storytelling mm. like that's that's, that's, that's not that this is it. this is a little tip from patrick to help yeah. you do yeah. a better presentation mm-hmm. like i think once you have a framework for this this is every headline every email every article mm-hmm. every investor pit everything like you care so much about storytelling yeah someone was asking me actually it was a friend brent yeah from ever true yeah we all what's know? up brent what's up brent last i actually had drinks with him last night and he runs a company called ever true uh, which he founded and he was asking me, like, how did you get into, we were talking about marketing and storytelling and got into this crazy obsession. And so he was saying, like, where did this come from? Like, you're not a natural whatever. And I said, uh, I actually don't know. I think maybe a, little, a lot of it has to do with I have an obsession with language because I'm ESL, English as a second language. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out so to Kundo, yeah, our CPO. That's yeah. right. He's ESL as well. And so is Elias here. Yeah. And so uh, because of that, uh, I've always kind of been obsessed with this power of language, right? Mm. Because I don't have it at my grasp, yeah. right? So I have to think about it. And so like, I'm like trying to diagnose it, right? And so, um, so that got me at some point really obsessed around storytelling, uh, good copywriting. When I saw messages that would connect, I would often like try to understand them from like an engineering standpoint of like, yeah. what did they do? Because when I said something, people were not able to connect, right? Yeah. So there was something different. And yeah. that thing that they just wrote was like five words, and I wrote five words, but my five words are not working. So it was kind of like this engineering mindset uh, plus ESL of like, how do I make this work? And then once you start to study it, you're like, oh, this is amazing. Everything is language. Like design and all this stuff is interesting, but at the end of the day, it's this communication that is, whether it's written or it's like this, audio, whatever it is, it's the communication style and connection that's amazing. And so since then, I've been down this rabbit hole. And I think Patrick has a totally different approach at it that comes from a different angle. And uh, we're all, but we're all obsessed around the same thing, which is like, how do you tell a story? Because telling a story is the most important thing. I it might be the only thing left. No, I think, I think it's alignment, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because my whole thing is, and, and you've seen this building companies, mm-hmm. and you've seen this being here from early days as well, and, you know, past companies, it's like, like how do you align a company right yep. like we've we've had ceos we've, we've talked to ceos and founders where like every week it's a different concept mm-hmm. and people are like i don't know what i'm supposed to focus on <laughs> i don't know what's important yeah. but i want alignment from a visit all the way through that entire sales process onto the part that we're a customer and the only way i get that alignment is by telling the same story different ways yep. like i have been giving in some form, the same thesis for the past like three years, mm-hmm. different data, different points, different pieces, but it's the same thesis over and over again, told in a different way with different objections, with different data, because I, I believe that that's where, you know, that's where all the data suggests the world's going. And so that, that helps. And, you know, eventually the story changes as you evolve and as the market evolves, but I think that's where you get alignment oh, totally. not only internally, but also externally. Totally. I think I, I kind of stumbled upon that myself, just analyzing uh, good CEOs that I knew 
uh, that I watched for years, and then also good public speakers. So when I did start doing a little bit of public speaking a long time ago, I was just looking, I was fascinated by some, some people who were just amazing speakers. And then, but once I diagnosed both of them, I was like, oh, the common trait that I see in the best ones is that they repeat the same story over and over, over and, and over. over. Different and anecdotes, just, yeah, different stuff. Di- different yeah. Re- yeah. They just have so many reps and sets in it that it's just such an, I was like, how are they so natural at it? It's yeah. like, oh, they've probably said that 300 times. One right? thing you can do if you're really interested in this, What's um, I would go out and find, um, like, so I would pick... Particularly in like politics aside, mm-hmm. like Ronald Reagan was known mm-hmm. for giving the same speech over and over again, yep. just felt a million different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, Teddy Roosevelt was known for that. Mm. Obama was a little bit like that, but I would find you know maybe pick someone who's got your politics just so you yeah. can you know you stomach know, it. You don't you can stomach <laughs> it right, but basically go oh. read through all of their speeches for like two years. And what you'll notice is you'll be like, oh, this is that you know trope they use. This is that mo- motif they use. These mm-hmm. are all these different things. Mm-hmm. And also, there's a couple of books that you can get that are just like the great speeches. Yep. Um, and I, those books, like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit of a nerd, and I just those are the things I read. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where you pick up on like what what's going on, what context they brought in, what metaphors they're using, and that's amazing. That's I'm gonna go to buy bring. some books now. I think this is what I was just typing, so I remembered to say it. I think like people don't give that enough credit is knowing it cold i think this is the the, to get up and be great at public speaking you have to really know what you're talking about and so right now like you could put me in a room of ten thousand people and i could talk about this podcast and how we launch it because i know that and you lived it every day and i think what most people that i've seen get caught up on public speaking is you get up on stage with a bunch of slides that you don't know you don't really know the story you don't really feel passionate about it and then it's hard because then you're trying to memorize stuff but if you get up if you get up there and you, you really know it and you've put in reps and sets and you've done this this presentation five, ten, hundreds of times, then yeah. then it starts to be easier. And I think the other thing that comes from doing from repping on a de- uh, on a speech like that yeah. is then when somebody when I give a presentation and you send me a message after and you're like ah I, you're poking holes in some argument, then boom I can go update that, add two more slides, yeah. add what you said into my next version. So each version it gets tighter and yeah. tighter and yeah. tighter. I think One thing other- I will say though is like never memorize. Mm-hmm. ever you should memorize i mean there, there's certain things you should memorize your main thesis your opening two lines and then maybe your main points mm. so basically that 90 second version of the talk because too many people are like oh, i have to memorize and they have like yeah. a script and stuff and, and inevitably like, something's always going to go wrong it never you're works and you're going to feel too nervous yeah. and then you're going to be trying to go through this memorized speech and you're everyone like, what's my line here that. what do i say yeah. yeah exactly but that's that's one thing like based off that yeah. that i would say i think the important thing we learned today one of the things we learned from patrick was Beyond just reps and sets and knowing that knowing what your material cold, have a framework. Yes. Like what's the framework, the pattern yeah. that you're using, right? And follow that framework Love it. always. All right, That's so where we deviate the most is not following the framework. We I'm always know at, what it is. I'm looking at DG. We always know. know. He always knows. We yeah. always we have All right. it. Uh, let's wait. talk about this learning. Thing. Yeah, let's talk, let's let's but do that, the learning. That's thing a good segue we'll too, because I think that like because he's gonna come at me. Not now. to be. I mean. I'll be more polite than when we text, right? <laughs> when DC and I text, it's like, dude, what, what are you doing with this blog post? Like, it's this stuff like that. Yeah. No, 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 no. But yeah. it, it's always constructive, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, constructive. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I think that the way that you, the way that we're seeking wisdom, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, to, mm-hmm. to use the name is, I, I think it can be better. Okay. I think it can yeah. evolve. And here, here's like the basis of that, that thesis. Yeah. I think right now, if you look at, this podcast, yep. and you look at a lot of business podcasts. This is definitely better than a lot of business podcasts. Don't compare this to a business podcast. But excuse me, the, the, what do you want to? What's your genre? 
genre that stands alone. Okay, this, this stands alone. When you compare it to other podcasts, let's say, okay. I think like what we're relying on in the ecosystem mm -hmm. is a lot of oral tradition and books, which mm -hmm. are in a lot of sense, and I'm going to get flack for this, glorified oral tradition. Yep. No, I that's true. Because if you think about it, there's only three reasons someone writes a book. Yep. First one, make money mm -hmm. in some fashion. And so they're diluting things down. They're changing the way that people, you know, they're, they're trying to get booking gigs or they're trying yep. to actually sell the book. Mm -hmm. Second reason is because it's like a summary of their life's work, yes. which is great. But the problem is, is that it's inevitably it's a summary mm -hmm. and they're not, they're teaching you the tactics. They're not teaching you the, the first principles and the frameworks. Yep. And the third reason it, it really comes down to, you know, they're so passionate about something that they write the densest textbook you've ever had mm -hmm. that you can't get access to because mm -hmm. it's $150. And inevitably, it's one of those things where, like, it's so dense you don't want to read it. Yep. Now, th th there are exceptions. There's, like, really good books out there, like Drucker. There's, like, stuff mm -hmm. from Andy Grove. Like, there's all these books that are really, really good. But Did you say Drucker? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drucker. Sorry. Drucker. Sorry. <laughs> You're from Worcester. I'm from the Midwest. Oh, I'm like, just, like, just let say it. it. You don't have to overpronounce it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what Peter. I will say is that, like, yeah, Peter, first name basis, <laughs> we'll say. Yeah. It's my he, G. He's dead. He calls we know, Pete. but we still should respect. Right? Yeah, yeah, show yeah. Respect. Mr. respect. Mr. Drucker. Respect. Mr. Drucker. Sorry. So he, but here's the thing. So like all of that combined means that when we're writing books and you have your whole book reading framework that you've published, mm -hmm. it's, it's great for you. Mm -hmm. because you got all these frameworks, you've been through hiring, firing, you know, working with a-holes, working with wonderful people, yeah. all of the things, all of the above, mm -hmm. and you have a really, really wonderful filter. Mm. But for me and DG, like the young, young bloods guns. here, the young guns kind of coming up, it's like, it's, it's, we have to take this oral tradition and mm -hmm. build a filter, which then requires us guessing and checking. Yep. So basically, it becomes about speed. And it becomes about like, okay, how many things can I, you know, test? And this is like the Tasmanian devil over here who's like really, really good at like speed. But I think what, what, what we should be seeking, and I'll give a little bit of a take the, on the like... Tasmanian devil is DG. Yeah, me. it's DG here. That's me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the turtle. That's you. What's that the, What was that? What does that mean? Tasmanian you're devil? Super yeah. fast. You're really good. You're fast. You're moving. Like you have no time for BS. Like you're just going, go, 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 mm -hmm. going, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how I was running, you know, running like learning, mm -hmm. right? I was like, how, what's the quickest path to learning something, you know, and going back and forth. But like we can't leap ahead, you and I, to a DC status unless there's a lot of time. And I, I just, I don't think that's the case. And mm -hmm. so what, what I've started doing. I totally doing, agree with you. Time what I've started doing. It's the missing component. Totally. And I don't, I don't want to like, yeah, I oh. think, I think you're right. You're definitely right. I think maybe this is just because of my situation being like working closely with him. I have a filter. So, so I basically, your filter is you or your filter? No, my DC. filter is him. Yeah. So, that's what he's saying though. So I think that's what Patrick's saying. No, no, no I, but I don't I'm, want I'm, you to I'm have flipping on you DJ. and saying that that's a positive thing. Look, I still, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still do find things that I want to learn sure. and read, but in the universe of let's say business books, for example, right? Yeah. If he says it, this is a good one. You should go read it. Then I go get it and I read it. Right. Verse like the, uh, the alternative is everything in the, I could look at everything in the world and, and just be paralyzed by like, Oh my God, all these books that they all say no, the no, same no, totally. thing. Like where no, do I great. start? But this but is I why think... we always say, sorry to interrupt. No, no, go ahead. My thing is always um, revisit the best ones because I think you're right. You have to be in the right context and time sure, and sure, space sure. to mm. get something. Cause there are books that I now pick up now that I originally picked up. You wouldn't have thought 15 of. years ago. I read them 15 years ago, but they yeah. meant nothing to me. Uh, but now I have the right context yeah. 
time has passed or the right experience, as you're saying, to be like, okay, now I get. This I think book. there's a better hack though. Okay, because this is this is what I want. give it to the people. I want so for example, DG mm-hmm. like up and coming phenomenal marketer, right? Mm-hmm. Like don't, I don't don't gas him. No, 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 it's fine. No, no. I'm, in my head, I was like, say that again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, up but legit, coming. legit. Like yeah. the hustle this kid has is mm-hmm. amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's the same type of hustle that I got to run, you know, PI with, right? Mm-hmm. Problem is, I don't have a DC. And I don't want you to have to rely on a DC. Totally. Okay. And the reason is, is because as as Drift grows, right? Like Drift is going to grow fast. Like it's going to go really quickly, Gunner? theoretically. It is. No, it is. But you know what I mean? But it's going to grow to like escape velocity yep. and all these different things. Yep. $100 million company plus, like all that kind of stuff. Like That's what I'm talking about. I would, rather, I would rather you become the CMO because you're learning so damn quickly or the VP of marketing or the VP of this or the VP of that or chief event, whatever you want to be rather than like that growth passing you by, right? Yep. And I think what happens is a lot of us, the young guns of the world, we're True. sitting there and we're like trying to like find a DC. We're trying to find that because we don't have the filter. A lot of us can't find it or we don't don't have the capabilities to work for that that person. And I think what ends up happening is like we have to wait so much time or we have to kill ourselves in order to get there. And so the hack that I've found is it's actually thinking about where a lot of this knowledge comes from within books. Mm-hmm. And it's literally using Google Scholar. Mm. So tell us how you do it. So let's, like, to use an example, like, right now, like, you guys are all about brand, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I see the, like, the retweets about Ogilvy. I see the retweets about, like, yeah, we want the relationship Shy Day had with Apple. Like, yeah, we want to yeah. go with Apple. Like, I see all these tweets yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Problem is, is, like, what you're trying to do is you're trying to replicate from the the resultants yes. of mm-hmm. Apple's sure. experience, yep. right? So if you try to find the Shiite, and, and you very well can, you guys got the cash to do it, it's all great and everything like that, you might find it, but it's a high risk of failure and you're still gonna guess and check. Yep. Like if you try to follow what Ogilvy did, you try to follow what these folks did, you're you're following the tactics or like again, that resultant mm-hmm. rather than looking at the product of their success. Mm. Now, to find the product of their success, you essentially need to go back and find the first principles in the framework of what they did. Mm. And I don't think books is the best place to do that. So when Where I think about it? brand, I go to Google Scholar and I start searching for like loyalty, brand, like creating these things. And you occasionally will find a really, really good business like article that was written by some MBA or like economist or those types of things. Mm-hmm. But what will end up happening is like there's people who their life's work has been understanding loyalty, mm-hmm. sociology papers. I'm finding papers on like, you know, the, the loyalty of LA gangs. Mm-hmm. I'm finding like the, the rhetoric of ISIS. I'm finding all of these book, these things where people have studied these extremely high impact effective mm-hmm. groups who have made people do like crazy things. Yep. And so what I do is I go there and I find their frameworks because mm-hmm. they've been paid or they have been so to like reduce it down to, fascinated to the by this world that you're going to the first principles because you're finding a framework of how, you know, LA gangs recruit. Mm-hmm. You're finding like, okay, you know, unified, um, unified enemy, mm-hmm. like shared iconography. You're mm-hmm. finding these types of things. And then it's going to give you the language to start searching for it when you're looking into things like um, the actual brand building of these different companies. Mm-hmm. And so what I've done there with like that particular example is now all of a sudden I've gone to like, what actually made Apple great, what actually made these things, mm-hmm. that framework that I can build. And then all of a sudden I can start applying that and makes the velocity of my tests just that much better. DJ, cut this part of the podcast out. We got to go use this at Drift first before we release it to the peoples. I'm over here on Google Scholar right now. Like, Damn, he's dizzy. Look at him. What is this? 
But this this is the thing though, because <laughs> I don't know if I didn't go to grad school, but yeah. I have a lot of friends that went to grad school. Mm-hmm. The type of stuff that they're studying. I don't have either of those. No, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go to grad school. I have no, I got a lot of friends who are like they didn't know what to do, and so they're like, oh, I'll go be a grad assistant yeah. and like you yeah. know get high and mm-hmm. hang out and like study shit that I'm interested in, right? Mm-hmm. So I have a friend of mine. He's now he's now a tenure track professor, and he's studying like like conservative rhetoric between 1950 and 1975, right? That's the kind of guy, like, you don't become that role unless you're real passionate about it, yeah, right? Yeah. And most of the stuff we're researching, most of the stuff books we're reading, they're just so, like, diluted mm-hmm. that it doesn't give us that framework that we need to be successful. Yeah. And you, you do need a filter still, but at least you're, you're dealing with the, like, original products of that reaction, if that I makes love sense. It. And so I'm going to segue now. Yeah. If you were to start Profit Well today, what would be different? How would you start it differently? Ooh. Let's go. Um, would you start it? Or is that's it too a great late? question. Um, I would have I would have pivoted earlier, and I don't know if I would have known about this. Yeah, I would have started Profile right out of the gate. Got it. Start there before PI, mm-hmm. um, because I think there's a lot of value in free that we don't realize, and mm-hmm. I didn't know that for three years in. Um, I think the other thing I would do, and we were talking about this a little bit, is I would move teams to more outcome yeah, rather focus. than product focus. Got it. Um, and this is something that we're just learning, and we're learning a lot of this from Heaton. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's basically just changing the nature of how teams work mm-hmm. in order to, um, one, be on this path to learning. So yep. starting to use this Google Scholar stuff because there, there's everything, like I'm telling you. And you, you might not find like the exact thing, like, oh, how did so-and-so do this? But you're going to find like the concepts, right? Yep. And it all breaks down to like sociology, psychology, all that stuff sure, in business. Of course, because it's people. Especially with marketing, right? Yeah, it's just people at the end. Of um, the and even like, especially like the stuff in there about HR and people ops, holy cow. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff MIT's doing in mm-hmm. people ops, like it's insanely dense. I'm going to go read it. Yeah, it's, it's I'll insane. I'll translate it for you, DJ. Thank Don't you. worry. Send I got me you. some text about it. I got you. No, yeah. no, no. It's all, I mean, it's, and it's digestible. You got to go through a lot of crap, but it's, it's kind of like reading the stupid anecdotes you read in a business book. Yep. You're like, I'm going to skip that. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing. Oh, I'm going to skip the like, you know, this part of the methodology yeah. section and yeah. stuff. But yeah, I think it's the outcome-based thing. It's, it, I'm on board of like everyone going after like one metric, which I know is like something that we've talked about, but it's, it's, it's a little bit more like you've talked about on the podcast, like getting to the point where teams don't need managers, they don't need meetings. Yep. Like yep. they're all like the mitosis level of building a team. Maybe we'll have Heaton back for that second one. We'll Dude, see. Heaton's, we'll see. Heaton. With, with Patrick on, we'll, okay. have, we'll have a four-way. About and, outcome. Uh, yeah. Outcomes. Outcome-based teams. Yeah, How to build yeah. out-based teams. It's the new, new in product, new. man. The new, new. I'm psyched that Patrick has been here finally. Yes. Now, if you love Patrick like yeah. I do, uh-huh. platonic, <laughs> platonic love, yeah. uh, go to Apple Podcasts. Please. Leave a six-star review. Actually, sign up for Profit Well. It's free, right? You have a free, free version? Baby. Free, baby. Free version. Uh, if you have a subscription business, go sign up, ProfitWell.com. Yeah. .com. Yeah. Use Easy. the affiliate link, uh, Seeking Wisdom, uh-huh. slash Seeking Wisdom. OG. Put in OG. <laughs> OG. That it will get credit. No, uh-huh. no affiliates here. Uh, we're not selling anything. And uh, hit up my man on Twitter if you can s- figure out how to spell yeah. Apaticus. It's like yeah. Atticus with a P. Yeah. Pretty much. There you go. And you tell them you, you, you heard him here on Seeking Wisdom. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be nice. Exactly. That but leave nice. those six-star reviews. Yeah. DG's feeling lonely for the holidays. He's I'm feeling sad. He's depressed. He's, he's wearing gray shirts. How is he lonely? That's I true. got a DC and a kid. I'm never lonely. <laughs> you can never be lonely. There's That's not the one formula. second. There's <laughs> not one second. All Do you DC think Patrick wants to get on my uh, on my uh, daily messaging list? 
I think he could handle it. He could handle it. I think he could, he handle, could handle it. it. He's yeah. pretty, Most he's people pretty I wouldn't say that to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have a daily messaging yeah. list now? Oh, I send, uh, you know, by, by 6.30 a.m. I have sent several people lots of messages. Video messages, text messages, all sorts of messages. Like just the team? Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, occasionally we're up at like 4 a.m. talking shop. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. So when I'm, you're like in Poland. Yeah, 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 I'm just like hanging out, like, hey, DC, drift. What yeah, are you doing? yeah, that's yeah. it. Although I can think, if I rewind back to a bunch of the big things we've done, they've all originated in some form of six a.m. text. Yeah, that's yeah, it. I mean, that's that's when you're clear, right? You're that's not working on the, the exactly. density there. That's right. Exactly. Awesome. Thanks for joining Thanks us. Thanks for man. doing it, man. Yeah. All right, go it, leave that review. All six right. stars only. See ya.